If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know how I like to talk about a gut biome test. I call it a fancy poop test. It's a fancy name for a poop test. And it's going to tell us what the ecosystem is in your gut. And why that's important is since food's the best medicine, it's going to tell us, here are your superfoods just for you to eat. Here are the foods for you to avoid. And here's everything else. Eat this a lot. Eat this a little. Now, my team has been very busy and they got an amazing deal for anybody that wants to do this test. You can do it at home. You don't need a doctor's orders. All you have to do is just go to Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E.com biome.com. And at checkout, use the secret code, Julie Ryan, and you'll get more than 50% off. Don't put any spaces in there, just Julie Ryan. It's an amazing test. It's going to give you tons of information. I've done it several times myself, and you're going to be thrilled with the information you get because it'll give you a program just for you. Give it a whirl. Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And we have a whole bunch of callers on hold, and we will get to them in just a minute. For those of you that are in Texas, God bless you. Stay warm. My goodness, you guys are just getting smacked down there. I hate it for you, and I hope that it thaws soon. I think it's supposed to in the next day or so. So hang in there. We're all sending you lots of love and and good juju from elsewhere in the country. Uh, It's been a little wild around here. As some of you may remember, my husband, Tim, got a new knee last week and he's doing great. He is walking with a walker and and, uh, you know, it's a, it's, uh, I'm doing a full schedule and keeping him, uh, in good shape. He needs a little help with the shower still and things like that, but he can get up and down on his own. I was telling everybody before we started the show, I literally just got back to the house five minutes ago, picking him up at physical therapy and had his dinner waiting for him. And, you know, it's a super, it's a superpower that we women have that we can multitask. So, I told him I needed to take a deep breath before I started the show because I've been I was driving fast to get home too. Fortunately, I did I was a safe driver. So anyways, well our first our first caller is Nista. Hi Nista. Hi Julie, how are you? I'm well. How are you, girl? I'm doing well. I posted our conversation from last week and my friends are really enjoying what you do and and sort of what you have to say and the insights you offered. So it's it's super exciting for me to have that out there. Well, good. I was on Nista's show, as she said last week. And you guys, she is one of the most remarkable, bright, eloquent, thoughtful, spiritual 
young people I've ever met. Anissa just graduated oh. from Virginia Tech, right? I did, yes. Yeah, so, so that tells you she's brilliant. Yeah. You know, she's got to be brilliant <laughs> to go there to school. And uh, and so she decided to make her career in the spirituality realm and the spirituality wow. niche, I guess, right? Yeah, no, spot on. I decided to kind of venture down this realm of personal development um, because I am really passionate about the law of attraction and the idea of reframing your belief systems in order to create this ideal reality that um, you'd like to see. So I decided to, um, you know, start doing one-on-one mindset coaching sessions with clients as well as making content across social media platforms. Um, just came out with my first ever poetry book around the journey of self-discovery. It's called Beyond the Skin and will be available on Amazon soon. So just sort of staying strapped in for that, but it's been quite the journey. It's been only about a year in now, but it's really cool. And then on my podcast, Rising, as Julie mentioned, I um, talk about very similar topics, have a variety of guests, and Julie was my most recent guest. So for everyone who's listening in right now and wants to check out that conversation, um, my podcast is available everywhere you can find podcasts. Again, it's called Rising, um, and you can search it with my name, Nista Jubay, that's spelled N-I-S-T-H-A. D-U-B-E. So that's just a brief introduction about me. And thank you, Julie, so much for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. And we've already posted it on all my social media platforms, too. It asked Julie Ryan on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all those places. And so there are links there to go to the show. But we had really, I think, a thoughtful conversation. And I am just so impressed with you, young lady. You are really extraordinary. And I guess my question for you is, do you come from a spiritual background? Is your family into spirituality and woo-woo stuff and things like that? How did you get interested in this? Yeah, that's a really good question because growing up, yeah, my parents would often talk about astrology or the power of word or thoughts. Um, you know, our, our, my family is Indian. I was born in India. We, I've been raised Hindu. So, um, it, it's definitely a part of, of our religion more so than our culture. And so it was something I always heard, but didn't honestly entirely resonate with growing up at all, to be pretty honest with you, up until my sophomore year of college, when I was honestly reading an Instagram post about the law of attraction, had never really heard of it phrased that way in my life. Um, so I started sort of venturing down that path just out of curiosity, understanding that there is power to words and thoughts and writing what you want out on paper. Um, and those were elements that I wasn't entirely familiar with before. So sort of, I guess, as I opened my energy up to that and started reading about it more, I started noticing more and more peculiar circumstances um, around me. There were things happening that didn't really entirely make sense, but almost seemed too good to be true. And can you uh, give us an example you know, of something that happened? Could you repeat that question, Julie? Can you give us an example of something that happened? Oh my gosh. Yes. So this is an example that um, I think blows a lot of, a lot of people's minds, mine included to this day. Um, so this is the first time I ever came across this post. This person on Instagram was talking about um, how she manifested her, her husband. And so she 
wrote out a list of qualities that she wanted and ended up meeting this person two weeks later. And mind you, I had never heard about manifesting in my life. So I was like, how is this entirely possible? However, she was a tarot reader and clairvoyant on Instagram. Still follow her today. Absolutely love her. Um, and I was like, there has to be something here. And so just for the fun of it, I decided to, you know, whip out a journal and write out qualities that I would ideally want in, in a person, had zero attachment to it. Again, this was my second year of college, so it wasn't really entirely in the mind frame of, of searching for a counterpart at this, at this point. And then I sort of did that scripting exercise similar to what she did. And then lo and behold, it was about four weeks later, ended up um, spontaneously going out with someone that I had I had recently met um, on a dating app, which my friend and I were on kind of as a joke. And that ended up turning into a long-term relationship. Um, so that continues to blow my mind today. Because if you knew me before, I was someone who honestly never really was looking for that sort of, I guess, dynamic in my life, and nor did I care for it. And so I think that me is the ultimate example of detachment and manifesting something that you might not entirely be consciously seeking, but maybe there is a part of you that is receptive to that energy and creating that intention and calling that in is quite powerful. And the way I did that was through scripting. So that sort of allowed me to venture down the different methods there are to manifesting and then basically today explaining that to the world. So it's it's been really cool since then. That was about three years ago. And um, I never really thought that I would be publicly talking about all of this, but it's it's cool to sort of let that guard down and be open about it. Well, absolutely. And the fun thing about manifesting is you set your sights on what it is you want, and then you just give up control. And, and God, the universe, your spirit guides, your deceased loved ones, I mean, everybody's going to help manifest it for you normally in a way that's going to be more elegant and easier and more amazing than what you'd even envisioned. I think when we try and control how things are going to happen, we get in our own way. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Totally. I think so. And I think that that's oftentimes the misconception there is to manifesting. People think that there is, you know, people get attached to these methods that they see. And then they think that by consciously doing those methods is the only way that they're going to manifest certain results. And so I always want to emphasize, you know, to anyone listening right now, I think there's so much, we as humans hold so much power and we're always subconsciously manifesting. We're always creating our realities with the actions that we choose, the words that we speak with the thoughts that we think. And so these these methods and these rituals that you might read about or see in social media, I want, you know, people who are listening right now to realize that those aren't be all end all methods. If anything, those are just, you know, fun ways to set your intention. But the, the key and the power to manifesting what you want is in your mindset and your relationship with that result, it's how detached you are from that result and how believing you are in yourself in order to achieve it. That's where the magic happens. It's less about the method. It's more about the mindset. Well, exactly. And then the other big thing that I tell people is we're human, so you have to take action. You can't just sit at home and expect, you know, whatever you want just to show up in the mail or show up on your front doorstep. You've got to 
take action and then you take action and then you'll get guidance to take another step. But I hear from people all the time just that say, oh, well, you know, I've written my list and this guy just hasn't shown up yet. And I'll say, well, what have you been doing? And they'll say, well, I'm just, I'm waiting for him to show up. I'm man, I'm thinking about him to manifest him. I say, well, yeah, it doesn't work that way. You got to take action in this <laughs> Yeah. In this human no, environment. Totally yeah. Yeah. Well, how can everybody find you? Yeah, no, I appreciate you being here um, and allowing me to be here again. And everyone can find me on Instagram at Nista Dube, N-I-S-T-H-A-D-U-B-E. Uh, my website is NistaDube.com. My show, again, is Rising. So you can type that in anywhere you can find podcasts and narrow that down the search by typing in my name. Um, and then my book will be available on Amazon soon. So if you follow me on Instagram, you can definitely stay tuned for that drop. It's called Beyond the Skin. So All right. And we'll we'll put that up. Keep me in, in the loop and we'll publicize it for you. Thanks, Nista, so much for joining us. Everybody stay with us. We'll come back and get another few colors on in the next segment. So hang in there. Stay with us. Welcome back. Let's go to the phones and our next caller is Roxanne. Hi, Roxanne. Hey. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. I Terrific. am. Um, I'm calling from the beautiful mountains of North Carolina. And, North Carolina. Uh, I just wanted to uh, say, first of all, thank you. I work with you this summer. I have some issues with my thyroid. And um, I'm happy to say that I am off all of my thyroid medications. Wow, and fabulous. I'm a little bit. My, my TSH level is a little high, but um, I'm doing really well. So thank you for sharing your gift with me. Oh, hallelujah. Wonderful news. Yes. Thanks. Thanks yes. For, sh- for letting us know. My goodness, how exciting for you. And how yeah. do you feel? Are you feeling good? Um. I am feeling good. I'm I'm feeling Great. good and and you know, yes. I have a question for you tonight. It is about my dear uh 11-year-old chocolate lab Bailey. Um Aww. she is not doing really well. She um has a mass on her abdomen and the ver- mm. veterinarian feels it's cancerous. So okay. I, was, I was wondering if you could um do a scan on her. And yeah. let us know, gosh, what 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 she needs us to do, uh, help her transition, or where's she at? What she, what does she need us to know? How does she seem to be feeling to you guys? I mean, does she seem like she's in pain or uncomfortable? Or she seemed very anxious today. Um, she's on prednisone and mm. um i think that seems to help her somewhat but mm-hmm. i feel like she's struggling um to breathe and oh, she looks um she looks very nervous and stressed to me yeah well and the prednisone's going to make her feel that way too just cuz okay you know it's a steroid it's going to yeah. 
make an yes. animal or a human yeah. feel like they're wired and stressed. Okay, so I'm gonna yeah. what I'm gonna do, Roxanne, is I'm gonna get connected to you in North Carolina, and then okay. from you to Bailey. So here we go. Here comes okay. my laser beam okay. from Sweet Home Alabama over to you in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. For those of you that are first time listeners, what I do is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit because we're all spirits attached to a body having a human experience. And when we're attached to a body, we vibrate more slowly simply because the body has mass. So I raise my vibrational level. I close my eyes and I watch this laser beam heading over to you. Okay, got you, Roxanne, and then from you to Bailey. Okay, Bailey. Um, Her spirit's in her body right now. She's not dying at the moment. Um, What that means... Everybody, and Roxanne, I know you know this, but when a person or an animal is dying, the spirit starts to exit the body and it hangs onto the top of the head and it looks like a bubble configuration, like in a cartoon caption. And her spirit's in her body right now, Roxanne. Frankly, I was surprised. Okay. Kind of thought yeah. maybe it wouldn't be. But let's let's ask her some questions. So, Bailey, are you ready to go? Yes. Are you in pain? Yes. Do you want Roxanne to euthanize you? Yes, but not yet. Okay. When will she know the timing is right when she can't control her bowels? I hear that a lot. Uh, Okay. In the meantime, is there anything that they can do for you? She's saying, does she have a bed that she lays on? Where does she, where does she lay most of the time? Is she on the floor? She's a big girl. Where is she? She, um, she well, that's kind of the joke. That's why I was laughing because um, she she does occasionally sleep in her in her bed, but it's like yeah. she doesn't want us to see or do that. So she'll wait <laughs> after we go to sleep and crawl up in her bed. Um, it's in our bedroom, so she sleeps in the bed and on the hardwood floor when she gets hot, and then on a yeah. rug next to to my bed. Okay, because she's asking if you can make her bed a little cushier. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I think that she's probably, she's not probably, she's inflamed. That's probably part of the reason why they have okay. her on prednisone. And, and you know, when you have inflammation, you just kind of hurt all over. And so she's asking yeah. if you can make okay. her bed more comfortable. And that's why I asked if okay. she slept in a bed, because I thought if she's sleeping in your bed, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with that. Buy her a new mattress. No, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, she's <laughs> okay. just asking if yeah. you can make it more comfortable. Uh, what's your, what's your course of treatment or are you just going to write it out? What are you thinking and what's the vet saying? Um, he basically was just saying that, that, uh, you know, he gave the option that she, we could, you know, have surgery and to find out what exactly it is. And we said, no, we, we didn't want mm-hmm. to do that. Um, mm-hmm. so just to, to make her as comfortable as we can and, um, you know, we don't want it drawn out to where she's in pain. So right. that's always the right. hard decision, right? <laughs> when oh, that, it's but... heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, awful. Because just... the reason I asked is, is she okay. said, Roxanne, she said not to, she didn't want any medical procedures. She said, do not do anything okay. out of the ordinary. So there's some validation and some confirmation for you. And hopefully okay, that'll good. give you some comfort to know that. And she's, okay. she's asking for some extra cushion in her bed again. Okay. So, All right. 
I don't know if you put like a fluffy we, we even blanket have this, in there. The orthopedic. We have an orthopedic other bed that she will not sleep on. <laughs> so uh-huh. I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to her about that. I don't know what's going on, but well, also, do you have an it, an old blanket it, or something you can put in there? Yeah, yeah. I would try that. I'll work on that. Yeah, try that. Also, you know, like my son is trying to get. He lives in Chicago, so he's trying to get here next weekend to see her. Mm-hmm. Is is that going to give be enough time? Will she be around? Right now, I'm getting a yes, but you know, future things okay. are fluid. Things that have happened in the past are set. Things that are happening right now are set. Things that are in the future are fluid, and there are a million variables that can come in okay. to affect an outcome. Okay. But right now, I get a yes. That might be different in a day or so. Okay. Okay. So, good luck with all of that. Find find yeah, some push for right. her for her bed. Okay. Good yes, luck. I will. Take Thank care. you, Julie. Appreciate it. Bye, Roxanne. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back after the break, and we'll get some more callers on. All right, we're back and going to the phones, and our next caller, Shelly. Hi, Shelly. Oh, hi, Julie. How are you? How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. So Terrific. I'm calling from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And, How are um, things there? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure um, if you can answer this or not because it's not directly um, about me. Um, so I don't know if you could... Uh, check with uh my my friend Bob um his spirit to see if um he would i guess consent to you kind of reading him but I'll tell you that the situation is um he had a very rare cancer called anaplastic thyroid cancer 17 years ago and was given a 90 day diagnosis and so he had more than a lifetime amount of radiation. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, you know, the great concern is, uh, you know, any dental issues, uh, because of where the radiation was. And this past week, uh, a filling came out. And so they had to take the tooth. And, um, and so the concern is, um, high risk for necrosis of his mm-hmm. jaw. And, um, they're talking about they'll evaluate him, um, as time passes in the next, within the next week or two, they'll keep a close eye on him to see if he would need, um, hyperbaric. Um, but I, I was just curious if you could read him or not. Um, you know, in person, uh, he agrees, but I know that since he's not currently here beside me to ask for himself, I, I didn't know if you could check his. Yeah. Well, his we'll ask him and see what he says. So he's, so he's cancer free now. You said he was diagnosed 17 <laughs> years ago. And he was given a couple of weeks to live. Well, he showed them, didn't he? I know. Seriously. They, um, they even, um, send him back to Johns Hopkins about every year to every two years and do a battery of 
test to figure out, you know, why he is a survivor. So, um, <laughs> well, that's nice that they're they're, they're studying the yeah, the good, good side of the like equation for a change. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. that's a riot! Oh, I love yeah. that. All right, so yeah. what I'm going to do, Shelly, is I'm going to get uh, you on my radar, and then I'm going to go from you to Bob, and I'll ask his permission. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Birmingham to you in Kansas City. Is he in Kansas City as well with you? Yes. Uh Okay. All right. Got you. Got him. Bob, I'm talking to Shelly. Is it okay if I scan you? Yes. Good job setting that up, girl. All right. I, yeah, I, got him on, I figured I'm, he would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. He, yeah. Uh, where I'm seeing bone loss, where I don't know where the, the tooth was, but he's definitely got bone loss on the low right side of his jaw. That, that's where the energy uh-huh. went first. Shelly, is that where the yes. tooth was? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, it's looking like it's crumbly. It looks like a... Uh, how can I describe it? You know, the coral that you find in the ocean that has holes in it and it's some yeah. of it is solid and some of it has holes. That's what it looks like. So we're just going to we're just going to put some stem cell energy in there. What I'm watching happen is I'm watching the dead tissue get removed and then stem cell energy. Shelly looks like a light amber colored gel with sparkles in it because, you know, it's well, you got to have sparkles because that's <laughs> the way it works. <laughs> And, and <laughs> excuse me. And so it has a watery consistency to it. For those of us of a certain age, we think that it looks like dippity doo, which was a hair gel in the 60s and 70s when we were growing up. But anyways, that's filling the jaw that's um, disintegrating. It's disintegrating the bone. He's got a bunch of bone loss in there. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to let that do its thing. There's a vortex above it that's spinning really fast and that's going to transform the stem cell energy into new bone. This is the absolute coolest stuff because it'll transform whatever we need into whatever body part we need. It's great. I mean, I, we can even do whole organs with it. So I'm just, well, I've got him on my radar. Let me just run the rest of his jaw. The front, he's missing something. Well, he's missing a lot of bone, like all over his, yeah, his yeah. jaw. Lower palate, I mean, way worse. So much radiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lower, lower is worse than upper, uh, which would make sense because it's closer to the thyroid. Yeah. Um, little bit in the upper left. So I've got a, a little dollop of stem cell energy in there. And it, each area that we put stem cell energy in, it has its own vortex, which is interesting. <laughs> and it corresponds in size to the amount of stem cell energy that we use, which just cracks me up. Sometimes oh, wow. if it's just a That's little wild. teeny bit, I'll see this little teeny weeny little little uh, vortex <laughs> that will form above it. Uh, all right. So... Bottom yeah. jaws getting redone. Okay, even up into the joint on the left side. He's got some disintegration in the joint on the left side. Does he have yeah. TMJ? Does he have pain in his jaw? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, kind of at baseline, he 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 has that. Even his like his neck and mm-hmm. uh, honestly, his his muscles. And his like traps and his neck, they they feel like petrified wood. I mean, they mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. are hard yeah. as rocks. 
Yeah. And his thyroid um, just looks like it's charred. It looks like a piece of chicken that you've left on the grill and forgotten about (laughs) it. And it just got fried, you know, just got charred, got burned. That would be my cooking. (laughs) (laughs) While I'm in there, I'm I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and let's just, while we got the stem cell energy in there, let's just do a new thyroid for him as well. So when an organ is removed or irradiated or something like that, it leaves a mold of what the organ looks like. And so I just fill it with stem cell energy. I've removed the charred area and then I've got stem cell energy going in now to this mold, almost like a plastics mold. You know, I was a manufacturer of surgical devices for over 20 years and we use plastic molds to make our products. And that's what it reminds me of. So we're just, and there's a vortex above that. So that's just regenerating his thyroid. And hopefully that will help him feel better. So hopefully that helps. Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'll, You're welcome. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling, Thank Shelly. So good much, luck to Julie. good luck to Bob. You bet. Take care. Okay, okay. we'll do. Bye. All righty, let's go to Heather next. Hi, Heather. Hi, good evening, Julie. Good evening to you. How are you, my dear? Uh, I am doing great despite the things six inches of snow here in Memphis. We've all been uh, locked in our houses, unable to get around. Uh, Fortunately, we all still have some power, so we're not quite in dire straits as Texas, Uh, but it's just added to the cabin fever of COVID. (laughs) I bet. Well, I think in the past year, I've heard several people say, you know, it's kind of like, if we can get through this, we can get through anything. So... It's a, it's a good, it's yeah, a good it's way to look at thing. it, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, terrific. Well, you got a question for me? Yes. Yeah, so I'd, I'd like to do a follow-up to our one-on-one session that we had last month. Uh, we had talked about my mother and you mm-hmm. had mentioned that mom had had an experience um, with Mother Mary and uh, mm. we didn't quite get to what Mother Mary had said to my mom. Um, Just that my mother felt that whatever she was asked was something that she wasn't able to go through uh, with because uh, women at that time, this would have been the late 50s, uh, she didn't feel like she had the freedom to do that. So I wanted to know if we could check back in and find out what Mother Mary had asked of my mother and Mm -hmm. is in what way does that might that relate to me or my sister? Okay. I got to tell you, Heather, I don't remember when I am scanning somebody or have a conversation with somebody that's in spirit because I'm in and out (laughs) of different realities. So the more you can prompt me, the more I can go back and try and capture some of that. But I have no memory of that conversation. (laughs) And when I was studying this stuff 30 some years ago, my mentor and teacher told me that. And I said, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. What are you talking about? And that, and so I, I'm the same way. And my graduates of my class report the same thing. So I have to imagine that it's in and out of different realities. Remind me of your mom's name. Sure. My mom's name was Mary Valentine. And, uh, uh, it started, our conversation started with my mother had seen, um, a ship above our home. We lived near Wright Pat 
Air Force mm-hmm. Base, and I'd asked, was that a spaceship or was that the stealth bomber? Mom had thought it was a stealth bomber, but we weren't sure. I and she Yeah, I remember that. I rem- I re- yes. Now, see, when you prompt me, I can go back and I can pull in some of that memory. I do remember that, and I, and I do remember you asking if it was the stealth, and I think I, we got that it was the stealth, didn't we? Yes, yes, that yeah. was definitely... Yeah. That's what I'm getting on that. Okay. And then when did the Virgin Mary part come in? You had mentioned that mom, um, mom had told you that she had had a visit from Mother Mary when she was about 17 years old. Oh, okay. And then, and then we didn't, what did we, did we start talking about something else and we lost track of that (laughs) conversation or what? What happened? Yeah, yeah. We as far as we got was that you had said, well, she didn't feel that she could do anything about it because of the restrictions okay. on women at the time. All right. Well, I'm gonna hold you over for the break, and I'll be right back. And let me think about it over the break. about her mom, Mary Valentine. That's such a great name, Heather. Uh, What year was your mom born? Heather, what year was your mom born? 1939. Can you hear me? Okay. So 1939, so 17, so that would be, she was in the mid-50s, so 56, basically, when she was 17. When the Virgin Mary so. appeared to her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was she Catholic? She was not. And not that okay. she wasn't as an adult. I don't believe she was truly raised as one. No. Were her parents Catholic? Was her mom Catholic or a grandmother? My grandmother was um, Irish-American. And my my grandfather, his company had him... Uh, working in Central and South America, and she grew up down there, so maybe there was a Catholic influence. Yeah, um, I'm sure. But I, I, I remember you I saying of. that now. Yeah, I remember you saying that now. Okay. What I did over the break was I did an instant replay of when the Virgin Mary appeared to her, and what she asked her to do was to pray the rosary and do a novena to Our Lady of Lourdes, excuse me, Lord's France is a shrine where the Virgin Mary appeared. And there have been many, many healings there over the years. And so she wanted what she asked of your mom, the Virgin Mary, was to talk with her friends, especially young people, teenagers, to get them to pray the rosary, especially the novena to Our Lady of Lords. She said if they do that, their lives would be enhanced in an, in immeasurable ways. And she wanted your mom to reach teenagers. And she even gave her kind of a roadmap of how to do it. She said that she wanted her to do a mail campaign and send letters to schools and start a kind of a, um, you know, a conversation through mail, because that's what they did back then. Long distance was uh-huh. expensive and and to do it through mail. And your mom was just going, I'm not doing that. And, uh, <laughs> and so I can relate to that because when Pope Clement, my spirit guide, appeared to me and wanted me to tell everybody, teach the world about what happens when somebody's dying, I told him, I said, I'm not doing that. I'm a businesswoman people are going to think i'm crazy and he's like yeah yeah do it anyway and you know look mm-hmm. at me now 
So that's what I'm getting. So how does that relate to you and your sister uh, that you could pick? Well, I get you could pick up the baton where it left off and and really look into. I don't even know if there is an Ovina to Our Lady of Lords. My guess is there is. I don't know. But I would research that and see if there's something that you can do to help teenagers get to know about it. I'll tell you, there's there's a group called The Way of the Rose, and it's a Facebook group. And I had the authors of The Way of the Rose book, Perdita Finn and Clark Strand, on on my New Year on my Christmas Eve show. I think it's show two thirty eight. And if you go back and you watch that. I think that would be a good place to start. The video is on YouTube. You can listen to the podcast anywhere, but the video is on YouTube. There's something in there about the rosary and teenagers. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I'm getting. Um, Wonderful. Thank you. I'll I'll go look. You're welcome. What a great question. There's not too many, it's not too often that I hear, you know, that the Virgin Mary appeared to somebody, let alone somebody's mother. But in that video from episode 238, which was the Christmas Eve show, uh, Clark Strand, the Virgin Mary's appeared to him and appears to him every month with a message. So I think it will be really interesting for you to explore that. The Way of the Rose on Facebook, they have a private group that you can just request to be admitted and uh, go to the Way of the Rose. I think it's .org. And you'll you'll okay. learn a bunch of information about that. So I hope that helps. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to Marion next. Hi, Marion. Hi. How are you? How are you? I'm well. How are I'm you? Good. I'm good, good. Yeah, I'm here in Yucca Valley. Um, I yeah. had a question about my older Labrador, Mac. He's really, I probably, he'll be 14 in April. And he seems very happy, but he does have some weird tumors on his body. They're not cancerous, so they don't appear to be. Um, he has this mm-hmm. weird one that's on his leg, almost like a ball sack that went down at me. It's really weird. Um, and if we do any kind of surgery, it's, well, it's a good chance that he will survive it. So mm-hmm. I didn't know if you could do like a scan on him to see how he's feeling or any other stuff that we could do to help him. Yeah. What's his name again, Marion? This is not a great connection, so I'm going to oh, 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 mute you on. while let I'm me, doing it. Let me it. turn this off. Yeah. yeah. Are, turn off if we're on speaker, thing. get yeah, us off. Okay. Oh, okay. so much better. Here we are. So much better. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. I'm okay. So sorry. That's all right. Okay. So you're, do- you're what? Gosh, what's the, what is this? The lab show tonight? <laughs> Roxanne called in about her lab too. What is your What is your dog's name again? Max, like Maximus Dudicus. <laughs> Max. I have a grandson named yeah. Max with a middle name of Ryan after me, the wicked step grandmother. Oh. I thought that was a score. <laughs> You know, I thought, whoa, until my husband doesn't have any grandsons named after him, which just fries him. And so whenever he sees a pregnant woman, he says, can you can you please name your baby Tim? And if his girl name it, Timothina, (laughs) they look at him like he's nuts. So it's pretty funny. funny. Okay, Max, (laughs) Tumor, here we go. I'm connected to you. And from you to Max, Timothina. My goddaughter, we got her a bear, and I got embroidered on a bib that said Timothy on it. They named her Penelope ah. instead of Timothina, oh. but, you know, really. 
not much, not much difference there. Uh, okay, Max, what's up? All right, I'm on his back left leg is where the energy went. So hmm. let me see what's going on there. Does he have a tumor kind of up where the leg meets the body, meets his body in the back? That's what I'm seeing. Um, he's got this big one on his back, right, right knee, and yeah. um, it's it's like right above his knee, and then he has a couple like ones that are around, little, you know, that you just look like little lumps that come out on the like one in his chest, and then one some on the sides, but they're not as predominant as this one on his knee. Well, the energy I'm I'm watching the 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 things always show up on my radar. The most pressing things always show up first, so I just follow where it mm-hmm. goes. And it's sure, back sure. left up up where his back left leg hits, not hits, but uh, comes in and connects to his body, kind of like where the hip is. So okay. uh, I'm removing that. Let's just do a seek and destroy here. So I encapsulate okay. the tumor they don't look malignant they're just pink they're benign is what i'm seeing is that what the vet is saying uh yeah i mean there's just really nothing okay yeah other than it could take a lot for him to if we ever try to remove it we don't know if he'd survive it you know yeah all right well we're gonna need to go to a quick break and i'm gonna work on him on the break so thanks marion for calling in and and uh Good luck to you and to Max. I'll see what I can do on the break. Stay with us, everybody. Most of us have busy lives, and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one. It's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what B Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals. B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, altogether, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals, dot com, and use Julie Ryan at checkout, and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the phones, and Faye is next. Hi, Faye. Hello, Julie. Thank you for How all are you, you do and share uh, your wisdom with all of us and the world. Oh, so you sweet you girl. That. Thank you for your kind comments. I appreciate them. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. Um, I'm a friend of Mary, and I'm calling from Minnesota. Minnesota, it's you guys are in the deep freeze up there, aren't you? Yes, I'm in Tundra right now as I'm speaking with you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And how much snow do you have? Um, Actually, it's not a lot, but it's cold. It's just windshield yeah. and it's chilly and it's cold. Oh, well. 
Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you're hopefully staying warm and cozy and you have power. That's the big thing. God bless the people yeah. in Texas. Yeah. Goodness. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, good. Well, Faye, do you um, have a question for me? Yes, I do. I am calling um, um, because um, I want to know a little bit about my dad. My elderly dad got COVID, yeah. end up in the hospital, and um, from there he got a viral pneumonia and deteriorated oh, since. And mm-hmm. right now he's in a nursing home, and he wants to come home so badly, but he has lost a lot of weight. He's not eating. And what I want to know um, <clears throat> is um, what stage he's in and okay. how I can make this transition smooth for him. Okay. Tell me his name, Faye. John. John. All right. I'm going to connect to you up in Minneapolis, and then from you, I'm going to connect to your dad. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Alabama heading up to you in Minneapolis, from you to your dad. Got your dad. He's in phase 7 of 12. For those of you that don't know what Faye and I are talking about, it is a series of events that happens to everybody as they're dying. We all go through what I call the 12 phases of transition. And there are illustrations of this that are on my website, AskJulieRyan.com. Just go to the 12 phases of transition tab and you'll see it. And as I mentioned before, when some person or an animal is dying, the spirit exits through the top of the head and it looks like a bubble, Faye, looks like a cartoon caption bubble where the words or the, the character's thoughts are. And your dad has angels on either side of that bubble. His parents' spirits are at his feet. They anchor a horseshoe of angels that go out in each direction. And then there are lots of other spirits of deceased loved ones who are there from multiple lifetimes. It's pretty interesting who shows up because they have different period dress a lot of the time on. So there are lots of those. So let's ask him the three questions that I always like to ask. Are John, are you ready to go? No. Are you in pain at times? What do you need to go home? Well, you knew that already. So is hospice involved, Faye? Have you called in hospice? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And what are they saying? Are they saying that it's okay for him to come home? Uh, they're not really saying anything, um, but to make him comfortable while he's there. Um, and I don't know whether, you know, coming home will speed up the whole process and make him comfortable, but there's no way we can have him home. That's the problem. Okay. So he has because... it in his mind that he can come home, but he, we can't have him at home. Because, okay, so to get, he would need a hospital bed and oxygen and things like that? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, and his, his insurance wouldn't cover that or you guys aren't home to help take care of him? He does. Because my mom that is at home, she got COVID too. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she can't, she, for the past five years, she's been taking care of him. Mm-hmm. And he can't, I mean, she can't do it. Although even if I get help from hospice, everything at, is at home, still you need a manager to manage the whole place. And there's mm-hmm. nobody to be able to do that. But I mean, we can't. 
take care of him at, at home and he has it in his mind that he needs to come home. So mm-hmm. I don't know whether your spirit gets stuck if you want something and your wishes not, are not met. I mean, how does that work? I no, no, know. no, no, no. He, he wants to come home and I, and I understand that. And, uh, so let's just talk to him about that. John, it's not feasible for you to come home. And he's saying, yes, it is. And, and I'm saying, well, your family's <coughs> saying no. Uh, um, okay. So can you see him? Can you go visit him where he is? Yes. 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 Okay. Because he's in hospice? Yes. Okay. Well, he's, he, you're right. He's very determined. He wants to come home and he wants to die at home. And, uh, so Faye, I, all I can tell you is what he's telling me, and you may want to talk to the hospice people about it and see what they can do to help along those lines. Yeah, yeah because he's really adamant about it. He, he when he gets his mind set on something, he's he can be very, very uh, yes. um, persuasive. It sounds like, and he's used to probably yes. getting his own way too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've yeah. seen this several other times throughout the years, Faye, where somebody really, really wants to come home and die at home around with their family around them. And the hospice people usually are very accommodating. So uh, okay. talk to them. See what they can do to help okay. you. Okay. okay. I will. All right. Okay. Hang in there. Thank Thanks you. for calling. Okay. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. You. Okay, let's see who we have next. I believe it's Anne is our next caller. Hi, Anne. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're um, welcome. Where are you? Tonight. I'm great. I'm, I'm doing fine. Thank you. Um, I'm calling from Lexington, South Carolina. And the reason I'm calling is I have a 17-and-a-half-year-old grandson who has been in a drug rehab and um, his parents, he's, he's in Utah, his parents, nobody has been allowed to visit for almost a year. Mm. And which, yes, which concerns me greatly um, because, you know, I said even if somebody was incarcerated, a mother could visit. So red flags, you know, are um, definitely I have some great concern about that. Now, his father is uh, scheduled to go for a visit, and I'm pushing for him to come home. And I, the, the place where he was at in Utah burned, completely burned to the ground. So now he is stuck in a motel eating gas station food, and he's seeing a therapist once a week. And um, believe it or not, he did sneak a call. Um, he did uh, sneak a call. And... Um, he really, really, truly wants to come home. And I mm-hmm. think, I think that he should be allowed to come home. I understand that he got COVID and his parents weren't notified. And, mm. um, you know, there's just red flags. And do you, you know, do you think that, are you getting the um, feeling or whatever that he should be, that he should come home? When I ask, what's his name, Anne? His name is Evan. Evan. Is it in Anne's grandson Evan's best interest to come home from drug rehab 
at this time. I'm getting a no. I've gotten a no three times. And is he in one of those outward bound kind of a rehab places where they, they, uh, those are big long commitments. They're a year or longer, if I understand correctly well, what they do. For, he's been there for a year. Mm-hmm. He's been there mm-hmm. for a year. But mm-hmm. can you tell me why are you getting a no? I'm getting it's in his best interest to stay longer, that he's not ready to come home yet. Uh, even though he's saying that he is, that that from a rehab standpoint, it's in his best interest to stay longer. Do you have any say in this or this is just your opinion and you're trying to influence your, is it your son or your daughter? Who's the parent? My daughter. I'm trying to your influence daughter. her because, because, you know, I think that you should be allowed to, you know, to, he still is a child. He, mm-hmm. he's still a child and, you know, to be separated from your family for that long, um, you know, there's just red flags to me. I mm-hmm. mean, a year and you can't see your own child. Well, and some of some of those treatment programs are like that. And what you may want to do is you may want to go online and and see what the treatment program is and what their what their philosophy is, because it's not the first time that I've heard of this. But right now I'm just getting it's not in his best interest to come home. So that may mean that he's just not stable enough or ready uh, that they think that it's too much of a risk of a relapse for him to come home. I don't know. It would that would depend on what their their protocol is and and who sent him there. Did a judge send him there or did his parents or how did he get there? Um. Well. Um. <laughs> he he was. Um. What what happened is that he has he had been in some trouble, and mm-hmm. then. Um, when they drug tested him, he tested positive for marijuana. And so the mm-hmm. judge was probably sick of him. And so he was incarcerated, which I think is honestly, I think is absolutely horrible, um, mm-hmm. for a child. I mean, mm-hmm. there has to be a So the judge sent him so- to this rehab facility? No, the judge didn't, but we found this place that would accept the father's insurance. You know, okay. We knew that he did need a long-term rehab. Yeah. Well, I'm going to need to go to break in. I'm getting it's in his best interest to stay there longer. So I hope that helps. I would research the facility and see what you can find out. We'll be right back after the break. Stay with us, everybody. And we're back. And let's go to the phones here in just a second because I wanted to go through our question this week that was submitted. But before I do that, we do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. The call-in number is 712-775-7035, and the access code is 483-620-POUND. Now, this information is available on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, and in the show notes, anywhere you download podcasts. You can get the show 
Like I said, anywhere you download podcasts, we're also on YouTube and Alexa. And please remember to subscribe, share with your friends and family, and leave a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash Julie. And if you rate the podcast, that will enter you into a drawing for a free consult with me for a free hour session. So ratethispodcast.com forward slash Julie. You may be the next winner of a free session. Plus, what happens is it helps others find this information. And usually when people email me and they say, oh, I just listened to your show for the first time and there was something that you talked about that was exactly what I needed to hear. It usually works that way. Calling details can also be found on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we're also on Pinterest and everything's at Ask Julie Ryan. We'll post a reminder the day of the show to just put the number up there to make it easy for you. And while you're on AskJulieRyan.com, be sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter, which is a question somebody has submitted online along with my answer. And while you're there, you can schedule an appointment with me, and then we'll have a whole hour to talk about whatever you want. We can, I can scan you medically. I can scan your cat. We can talk to your dead grandma. We can do past life stuff. I mean, it's a blast. We have so much fun and uh, we can get as many things in as we can in the hour that we have together. I'm booked out a couple of months. Go ahead and get on my calendar. And then when you get your confirmation email, there's a reschedule button at the bottom of the confirmation email. And just click on that periodically and it will show you if earlier appointments have opened up. I had two open up today alone. So people took them, they take them, you know, pretty quickly. And then I find out about it after the fact. So that's why I have you do it on your own. So everything you need to know is at AskJulieRyan.com. By the way, the July class for angelic attendant training is half full. I limit it to 12 people and we got six already. So if you're thinking about signing up for that, go ahead and get on that. Uh, go ahead and enroll and then you'll be, you'll have your slot for you in July. We'll do the next classes in April and that's been full for a couple of months. All right. Here's our question of the week. Amy from Sligo, Ireland, which I looked up is in the northern part of Ireland, said, Hi, Julie. Hope you're well. I just listened to your podcast with Sandra Ray on her Fiercely Spiritual podcast. I'm certainly going to book an appointment with you for a private session. And in the meantime, would love to know if you can detect anything and or do a healing on my reproductive system. I'm currently trying to live with and help my body heal from endometriosis. Chronic flare-ups cause intense physical pain and bring me stress around fear about my fertility. Thanks for any insights you can offer, Amy. And here's my response. Hi, Amy. Thanks for your question and for listening to Sandra and me on her show. The American College of Obstetrics, Obstetricians, pardon me, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, which is known as ACOG, defines endometriosis as a condition in which the type of tissue that forms the lining of the uterus, the endometrium, is found outside the uterus. Endometriosis can result in excessive bleeding, pelvic pain, and in some cases, infertility. Many women with endometriosis have no symptoms. Women's global health expert and OBGYN Christian Northrup, MD, says endometriosis does not cause infertility, but it's felt to be a contributing factor. 
whatever is causing the endometriosis symptoms may also be responsible for the infertility, but one does not cause the other, end quote. So in order to get some information for you, I energetically connected to you in Ireland and could see in my mind's eye a fair amount of endometrial tissue outside of your uterus and on your ovaries and fallopian tubes. Next, I watched, again in my mind's eye, an energetic healing in which a laser was used to eliminate it. The remaining charred tissue was then removed and left a normal-looking reproductive system. Although outpatient laparoscopic procedures are commonly used to diagnose and remove rogue endometrial tissue, research is showing eating processed foods high in in unhealthy fats and sugar may be a contributing cause of endometriosis and exacerbate inflammation and pain. With that in mind, I recommend reading Why We Get Sick by Benjamin Bickman, Ph.D., in which Dr. Bickman discusses the role diet plays in healing endometriosis and lots of other medical conditions. Hope you feel better and find this information helpful. It seems that endometriosis is pretty common anymore and really became more so in the past 30 or 40 years when we went to processed foods, our diet, you know, a lot of processed foods, and it's being reversed with uh, cleaning up your diet. If God made it, eat it. If man made it in a factory, do your best to avoid it is the kind of thing that, that I'm seeing. So hope that helps. Alrighty, let's go back to the phones and our next caller is Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Julie. How are you? We're freezing down here in Austin, but we're doing well. Oh, gosh, girl. Do you have power? Obviously, if you're calling in. I do. I got it uh, actually yesterday, early yesterday morning. So we're, uh, oh, jeez. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like I'm, uh, knocking off the, the icicles off my house and boiling them for make, for water for dishes. So it's uh, we're getting creative. Seriously, you're really doing that? Yes, I am. Oh my gosh, that is very creative. Well, are you able to even are you able to go out yet or are the roads still just solid ice? No, the, the I was able to get home yesterday, but um they're they're ice today, so just staying in and staying Jeez. warm. Oh, geez, geez. Katie, I'm going to hold you over for the break. We'll be right back, and then I'll we'll get your question on. So go, go harvest some more ice cubes during the break, and I'll catch you on the other side. Stay with us, everybody. All right, let's go back to Miss Katie in Austin. <laughs> Katie, I love that you're getting... I mean, I don't love it for you, but I think I think it's fabulous that you're getting icicles off of your house to get some water to cook with it because you didn't have water for a few days because the pumps were out because the electricity was not working. Um. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what happened. It, yes. Oh, geez. Goodness, I can't even imagine. Oh well. All right. Well, you well, you got a question for me. I do actually. Um, a, a close friend of mine, actually, who I've been staying with for the last few days up until yesterday, they had heat. Um, her mom has had a long, a long battle with cancer, um, mm-hmm. and she is now back in the hospital. She had COVID, um, and her lung just collapsed. So my friend is on her, their way mm-hmm. out there. Uh, she is in San Angelo, Texas, uh, in the hospital, and. 
I'm just wondering if you might be able to do a scan to see if she's uh, transitioning. Yeah, sure. What's her name, Katie? Her name is Norma. Norma. All right. I'm going to connect to you and then from you to Norma. How far is St. Angelo from Austin? Uh, about, about two and a half hours west. Oh, gosh. And the roads are, are travelable? Is that a word? Travelable? I think it is. Um, very slowly, as, as my friend said. They stayed at the hotel tonight on their way out there. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's not an easy drive. Oh, geez. All right. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from balmy Birmingham, where it's like, I don't know, I think it was in the 50s today. So got that. Yeah. Which is which is balmy compared to where you are, right? It's supposed to be in the 60s by the weekend, but I think it's supposed to be in the 60s down there, too. It is. Yes. I think uh, by Sunday. Yeah. She's in phase eight. Of the 12 phases of transition, Katie. So phase eight is her spirits out of her body. She's got angels on either side of it. And uh, what we were talking about with Faye, with her dad, they, uh, her parents' spirits are anchoring her feet. There's a horseshoe of angels that goes out from that. There are just more spirits that are there in phase eight, then phase seven. Again, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, everybody, when they die, they go through 12 phases of transition. And it's a configuration of angels and deceased loved ones that surround us. And this happens, Katie, whether somebody dies instantly, like in the case of a homicide or suicide, or whether it's stretched out over days, weeks, months. And so she's in phase eight. So Norma, are you ready to go? No. Are you in pain at times? What can, what do you need, my family? All right, they're on the way. Can you hold on until they get there? She's saying, I'll try. Okay. Yeah. So, and you know, the phases can go quickly or they can stretch out over days, Mm -hmm. weeks, months. And, And how you can find out what, phase somebody is in, Katie, is you just ask. Just ask what phase is Norma in. And uh, mm-hmm. the graphics are on my website, AskJulieRyan.com. And then you can, you'll get an answer within a second, like phase five, phase seven, whatever. And then you go to the website, AskJulieRyan.com, and you can look it up and see what it is. What a lot of families will do is they will download the the illustrations And then it's easy for them to be able to reference what phase they're in. And if you find that the person is advancing through the phases fairly quickly, like one day they're in phase seven and then later that day they're in phase eight and they're in phase nine by the next morning. Once you're, once you're up into about phase nine, you want to be calling the family in. So I'm glad your friends are on their way there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank right. you so much. You're welcome. Stay stay warm, stay safe, and I hope you get your your power and your water back on soon. <laughs> it will be. I, I think it'll probably be tomorrow or the next day. So I will okay. appreciate really appreciate everybody thinking of us in Texas. Yeah. All right. Hang in there. Bye. Okay. Let's go to Diane next. Hi, Diane. Hi. Nice to How meet are you. you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Is this your first time to call in? Yes. 
Wonderful. Where are you located? Um, in the Chicago area. Okay. You guys got a bunch of that white stuff up there, too. Yeah, I think we have about 30 inches of snow on the ground. Oh, crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes, it's been a very snowy month. <laughs> Yes, I know. My brother lives in Naperville in one of the suburbs, and I talked to him a couple a couple of days ago. And he goes, yeah, we got like another six or seven inches coming. And I keep saying, get out now. Come down. Come to Alabama. Yeah. And he said, well, but who's going to take care of the house and the snow and removal and all that? I said, good point. But yeah, yeah. he'd probably just worry about it if they were down here. Well, you got a question so for me? Yes, I'm actually calling about my husband, Neil. He's sitting right here next to me, so he knows I'm calling. Um, okay. He has a rare heart. He has a rare heart condition called uh-huh. constrictive pericarditis. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, basically, it's scar tissue that formed over his heart after he had an infection. Okay. And we've been dealing. We've been dealing with this since uh, September 2018. Um, you know, he has cardiologists that he sees, and we've consulted with several cardiologists, and he's sought a lot of alternative medical help, but um, there's really not a treatment for this. It's just a matter of controlling the symptoms. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there's anything you could suggest that could get rid of the scar tissue, because otherwise he's had all kinds of tests. He's had an MRI of the heart. His heart is fine. It's just the mm-hmm. scar tissue that's the problem. And, and what are the symptoms that it causes? Um, he has um, out of breath. He's very tired all the time. And okay. um, he's on water pills. He um, retains water if he's not on water pills. It's squishing the heart, too. Well, yeah, it constricts the heart. Yeah, I bet. So, all right. Um, Let me get him on my radar. Hi, Neil. I just oh. heard your voice. <laughs> hi, Neil. <laughs> Can he hear us? Can he hear me? Yes. Yes. I, okay. Yeah, you're on speaker. Yeah. Great. Okay. So Neil, here we go. Um, here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, up to you in Chicago, and got you going in. Okay. Scar tissue looks like that fake spiderweb material that you get at the dollar store at Halloween, and you could decorate your house, you know, with fake spiderwebs. That's what it looks like right. to me. And so what I'm doing is I'm cutting it with a pair of energetic uh, emergency room scissors that I have in my house from when I used to sell them a million years ago. And I'm removing it right now from around your heart. Okay. It's like it's keeping it from expanding to the its full yeah. extent is what it looks like to me. So we're removing it. And then I'm going to do a quick DNA healing on you which uh, scar tissue is caused by a protein called fibrin. And fibrin is a component of blood. It helps blood clot. But sometimes when there's a mutation in the DNA, it causes too much scar tissue to form. So there's a strand of DNA that's come out of your body in a big X chromosome. You know, everybody's got X. Girls have two Xs. Boys have a Y and an X. And so X chromosome and a strand of DNA has come out. It looks to me like a piece of paper that you'd find in a fortune cookie with the fortune written on it. And it has the code that tells your cells how to behave. And this is the code for the fibrin. And I'm watching it get rearranged. There are, are 
four letters that represent nucleic acids in DNA, and they are ATCG, and a strand of DNA can have 100,000 letters on it, can have up to a billion letters on it. And so I'm watching them get resequenced, kind of as if we're playing Scrabble in warp speed. You know, have you ever played Scrabble where you move the move the pieces up and over to form a word? That's what I'm watching yeah. happen in warp speed. And then it just snapped back into your body. So uh, hopefully that healing will help. The way that these healings work are is uh, that it happens on the energetic level, Diane and Neil, and then it, it will integrate into your body. And that can happen instantly. It can take days, weeks, months. It may need some kind of complementary care like medicine or surgery or whatever. But certainly it's always our spirit's choice to utilize the healing in a way that's going to best facilitate whatever it is we're exploring. And I uh-huh. believe that it's spirit working through me and with me. I'm kind of like the tugboat captain, helping you heal yourself, like guiding your, let's say you're a big ship and I'm guiding you up the mouth of the Mississippi up to the Great Lakes. So uh, that was an energetic healing you just got, removing this scar tissue and also resequencing your DNA. One other quick question. So um, one thing that happened after he contracted this was he went into AFib, and then they did two cardioversions on him, and then mm-hmm. he went out of it for two years. And recently um, he went back to AFib again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so now we're doing Let's know, do we're a heart ablation. Well. Let's do a heart ablation on him. I see six electrodes get put on the perimeter of the heart, on the front of the heart. There's current that's running from electrode to electrode in a clockwise direction, counterclockwise, clockwise, counterclockwise, clockwise, counterclockwise, clockwise, counterclockwise, clockwise. All right. And then the electrodes pop off when the heart ablation's done. So you just got an energetic heart ablation too. <laughs> You're just right, get a combo so pack- package tonight. You bet. Hope you feel better. Really Thanks for calling in. You bet. Take care. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back after the break. Right, let's go back to the phones and our next caller is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. All right. Well, let's try. Uh, let's go to Julie then. See if she's available. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. Love I'm your in name. I'm in Wisconsin. <laughs> I love your name. <laughs> yes, I love yours too. Well, thanks. Um, I thanks. was wondering. I was wondering if you could scan our 17-year-old little sweet Missy. She's a little Yorkie. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on with Missy? I've scanned Missy in the past, haven't I? Yes, you have. Um, okay. What's, she has remind me what's going on. bloody diarrhea once in a while. Mm-hmm. And um, it just kind of throws her system off when that happens. Yeah, and, seventeen. Um, she's getting up there. That's great that she's. Yes, she's she is. A, <laughs> she's a grand grand dame, huh? All right, here we go. <laughs> yes. Can't Missy, and she's got she's having bloody stools right now. Is that what's going on? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, something that she's eating is irritating her gut. Did you change her food? We've been trying all different things, boiled bison, boiled turkey, boiled chicken, boiled beef and rice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what I'm getting the boiled chicken, I got a I got a ping on that. I, I I'm getting you're not giving it enough time for her system to heal, and then it's irritating it when you switch it. So stick with something for a week at least and let her system heal. She's gonna be fine. Okay, and she and she's still in her body, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. She's in her body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. if you were told that you were loved and you were so cute when you were kissed several times a day, I think anybody would stick around. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, in- no, I think she's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah. Is she so. in pain at all? At times, yeah. Stomach pain, like GI pain at times. But I'm getting, that came in really clearly early, Julie. Let her, let her body heal, but you gotta just stick with something. I get the chicken and rice is good. So try that. Okay. And, um, can you do anything with like, like strengthening that GI system or anything? Um, uh, it's going to heal on its own. You just got to give it a chance to heal. Heal on its own. Just okay. quit switching it. Okay. Switch. Okay. All righty. Thanks for calling. Hope she feels better. Okay. Thank you. You're Bye-bye. welcome. Bye bye. All right. Let's go to Tara next. Hi, Tara. Is it Tara or Tara? Four one five area code. It yep. It is Tara. Tara. I got it right the first time. Yeah. Gee, I must be psychic yeah. or something. are you in san francisco yes i am okay you got a quick question for me um well gosh it reminds me you were just working with somebody on scar tissue and my son has a a rare kidney condition that is basically uh scarring of the filters in the kidney okay Wanted some help with that, whatever you can. Yeah, what's his name? What's his name, Tara? Abe. Abe? Spell for me. Abe. Abe, like Shadow the singer, but Abe. Okay, Abe. And how old is Abe? He just turned 22. Okay. All right. I'm going to connect from you to him, and then I'm going to ask his permission if I can scan him. I can, but I won't if he doesn't give me permission, because I just think it's a invasion of privacy. Yes. So here we go. Uh, here comes my laser beam. Got you. day. I'm talking to your mom. She wants me to scan you energetically. Is that okay? He goes, yeah, cool. <laughs> okay. Good job, mom. Setting that up. All right. So I'm going in. Left kidney looks worse than the right. That's where the energy went first. All right. The filters are full of scar tissue. Yes, they are. They look like uh, like what I was saying before, that fake spiderweb stuff that you decorate at, at uh, Thanksgiving, at Halloween yeah. with. And it's, it's like a webbing that's uh, in his kidneys. So what I'm watching happen is I'm watching a... Uh, um, spiral of energy that's getting it off of the the filtering system it it's not able to be cut like i did with neil mm-hmm. a few minutes ago mm-hmm. so i'm watching that happen on the left kidney all right and then let's go to the right kidney well wow it just lit up when that got off on the left side let me go to the right side and see if we can do the same thing it reminds me of a uh, um Mm, like a periscope glass, 
you know, where there's there's the the part that's the glass that you look through and it's round and it mm-hmm. uh, the you know the part that comes out of the submarine that you can yeah. see that it's it's got this netting stuff looks like uh, fake spider webs from Halloween okay. that's what I keep saying yeah so clearing that too all right that just led up to I'm watching a, a spiral of energy spin in both kidneys now it's just giving them a tune-up and hopefully and that glom- will happen glomeruli glomulary I'm not sure how to say that <laughs> but what about that no, that's what the the, the sisters are called, the glomerulus or the glomeruli. Okay. They remind me of a periscope on a submarine. <laughs> Just the lens <laughs> on them. You know, my my analogies are hilarious at times, and they just come in so that I can tell you what it looks like, what I'm seeing, because when yeah. we're working on somebody else, like you and I are working on your son, you're being part of the healing you're helping with this healing thing going on with him right now which you know how fun is that for the mama to help with I that. Love that so uh yeah hopefully that will help him feel better what are his symptoms i mean it's all lab he doesn't have outward okay. symptoms but he does okay. have hypertension because okay. they're not working good so he has high blood pressure he's on meds yeah. for that Okay. um, All right. Well, I hope that helps. I hope that helps, Tara. I hope that helps your son. And we are out of time for this week, everybody. That was fun. Went fast. Hope you have a wonderful weekend and a wonderful week. Call us next week. And for those of you that I didn't get on, please call back and I'll do my best to get you on next week. Sending lots of love from Sweet Home Alabama. Bye, everybody. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.